The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. البرنامج عدين في يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة Programs of the Legion on a Friday only on the Voice of the Cape Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh from me Jamil once more to you as always our pleasure our privilege being in your company and I know many of you sitting eagerly waiting for the show to start well the program to start it is our Friday Nasiha program programs of religion on a Friday and uh, with me this morning well I've got the pleasure of having Sheikh Riyad Walsh with me Sheikh Assalamu alaikum to you Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Haji Jamil Alhamdulillah Juma Mubarak to you Juma Mubarak to you and to all the listeners and to all our <laughs> listeners respected listeners I know there are many elderly people sitting in and waiting for this you know they're sure. immobile and mm. this certainly lifts their spirits as we head to that um, to Juma Mubarak inshallah Sheikh I, I know we are going to be talking about Hajj I, you know when I reflected yeah. I looked the other night moon yeah. sighting this coming Sunday night I thought yeah salam if sighted then we into the auspicious month of first of the Hijjah Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar you can just imagine what it's like in 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 the kingdom over there especially those who've been there and still yearning to go back again yes of course I don't think anything else no matter where you've traveled in the globe Uh, but if you've been to Makkah, yes. is that it's, it's something magnetic there. You want to go back. Makkah daru kulli mu'min. Makkah is the home of every believer. Allah it's the home of the soul. Allah it's the home of the soul. Mm-hmm. Once you've been there, then you know where your home is. And you will always long to go back home. Sheikh, also just a reminder to our listeners, and I'm certain they've become aware that the... Uh, format of the program has now changed we used to bring in two alims on a friday and yes. we realized mm. it was difficult for many of them they had to rush back to the mosque <laughs> to go and go and deliver the khutbah yes, and some yes. of them you know come from mosques that's quite a distance away mm. especially with traffic so yes. we brought it down and changed the times also starting yes. at ten thirty now with mm. the friday nasiha program and bringing in one alim so uh, again, our sincere shukr to you for the sacrifice that you and all the other alims make. But over to you, Sheikh. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala amma ba'd. Hajj Jamil, respected listeners of the Voice of the Cape, I greet you all with universal greetings of love, mercy and peace. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. قال الله تبارك قال الله تبارك وتعالى في كتابه العزيز بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم الحج عشر معلومات فمن فرض فيهن الحج فلا رفث ولا فسوق ولا جدال في الحج وما تفعلوا من خير يعلمه الله وتزودوا فان خير الزاد التقوى واتقوني يا اولي الالباب صدق الله العظيم حاج جميل Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Al-Hajj Ashurum Ma'lumat. That Hajj, the months in which people embark on this journey, are well known. فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجْ So if it takes on the obligation, 
to perform the Hajj at its due time. فَلَا رَفَثَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ Then let there be no رَفَث رَفَث would be considered to be anything that is vulgar or obscene وَلَا فُسُوقَ No transgression In other words, behave yourself in Mecca and Medina وَلَا جِدَالَ And I say Medina because, Ya Allah, who doesn't want to Who wants to go on Hajj and not go and visit our beloved Prophet Muhammad Yes, we know that technically going to Medina is not part of the Hajj But most certainly every believer who says Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah would have the the shawq, the desire to go to Medina and to go and visit on Sakhalif Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is now describing for us in this verse what is what is the accepted hajj? What is the type of hajj? What is the type of pilgrimage that Allah wants from us? It says, Whoever takes on the obligation. Because it's obligatory, it's compulsory. In actual fact, it's a debt. Hajj is a debt. We're all born with it. That's why Allah says, Allah says, that belonging to Allah is the pilgrimage to the house from every one of us. And he says, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ On mankind. And we're going to, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to make the connection between going to Arafah on the dunya and already being on Arafah. Mankind already being on Arafah. In the world of the souls Before we were even born into this world Because Maybe I should bring it in here Because When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Created our father and our mother First created our father It is he Allah who has created you from a single soul And he created from that soul A partner for that soul First he created our father, Nabi Adam salam, from dust. And then he created our mother, Hawa salam, from the rib of our, of our father. And we know that they dwelled in Jannah, but they ate from the forbidden tree. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought them down onto this earth. And they were lost in the wilderness for 40 years. And they found each other where? Hajj Jamil. They found each other on the precincts of of Arafah. And Arafah, Arafah means to know. Atarafa or to acknowledge. So basically Allah SWT brought them after being lost in the wilderness, on the dunya, after being taken out of Jannah, they now came to Arafah to acknowledge what? To acknowledge the mistake that they had made. Allah SWT is so merciful that He even gave them the words to utter on Arafah. And Adam received the words Adam received words From his Lord Words of how to repent How to ask Allah for forgiveness And he said the words 
And she said the words, they both said the words, and Allah accepted them from them. What were the words? Another place in the Quran, Allah SWT tells us, وَقَالَا رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِن لَمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ And they said, O oh, our Lord, رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا We have wronged ourselves. One said, فَكِيَتْ why are we wronged ourselves? Because whenever we are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're not oppressing Allah, we're only oppressing ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot be oppressed. We are only oppressing ourselves. So they say, We have transgressed against ourselves, we have oppressed ourselves. And if you don't forgive us, and show us with your mercy, we will most certainly be of those in loss. And so Allah SWT accepted their repentance. Indeed, he is after repenting. Most merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then and there, after Allah SWT had accepted their repentance and forgiven them for that mistake, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unpacked, and I want to underline that word, unpacked the entire mankind in the precincts of Arafah. Unpacked them. Why unpacked them? From Adam's back, his children. And from the backs of his children, their children. And the, from the backs of their children, their children. It's in the Quran. Allah SWT says, وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِن بَنِي آدَمِ مِن ظُهُورِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتُهُمْ وَأَشْهَدُهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ أَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ قَالُوا بَلَا شَهِدَنَا أَنْ تَقُولُوا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِنَّا كُنَّا عَنْ هَذَا غَافِلِينَ when your Lord, وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمِ When your Lord took from the children of Adam, from their backs. So, why I'm saying this and being more specific is because people might think that Allah SWT took us all out of the back of Adam. Of Adam. Yes, originally, yes. But why says from their backs? Because He literally unpacked us. Because that is how He has... Decreed for us to come into this world, generation after generation. Bayna sulbi wa taraib. Bayna sulbi wa taraib. You know, from the back. That is where we originate. From the back of a man, wa taraib, and where after consummation has taken place, where the embryo will then grow in the womb of the mother. And then she will give birth to him. Subhanallah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he. Call to mind when Allah SWT took from the backs of Adam their progeny and He made them witnesses against themselves. This is taking place on Arafah. And He made them witnesses against themselves and He asked them, Alastu bi Rabbikum, am I not your Lord? They said, Nay, certainly you are our Lord, Ya Allah. Certainly. And why Bala? Because Allah is asking in the negative, Alastu bi Rabbikum, am I not your Lord? So we can't say na'am, yes. Because if we say yes, that means, yes, you're not our Lord. Lord. But bala, bala is saying, nay, certainly you are our Lord. Shahidana. We, we bear witness. So, alastu bi rabbikum qalu bala shahidana. We bear witness that you are our Lord, ya Allah. And then Allah SWT says, antaqulu yawm al-qiyamah. Lest they should say on the day of judgment that they were unaware of this. 
Because Hajj Jamil, you can't remember being there. Mm. I can't remember no, being there. there. I'm speaking before we came into this world. Mm. I'm not speaking about when you went on Hajj. No. I'm speaking before we came into this world, in the world of the souls. We can't remember being unpacked on the plane of Arafah. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala asking us, "Am I not your Lord?" No. And us all saying, "Yes, you are, Allah." And then in the Tafsir, Ibn Abbas he says, "Then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, 'Ajibu,' meaning I'll yeah. obey me." And we all said, "Ata'na." We all said, "We promise to obey you." So, in in that, there's two things that we did on on Arafah before we came into the dunya. What are those two things? Number one, we took a covenant with Allah to worship Him and Him alone, and we made a promise. So we made a ahad, a covenant, and we made a promise. The ahad, the covenant, is to worship Allah and Him alone. And the promise is to obey Allah. Not to follow our whims and fancies, but to do what Allah tells us to do and to stay away from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to stay away from. And so when we look, for example, at um, a dua, a very important dua in our lives, Sayyidul Istighfar, which is the master of all prayers for seeking Forgiveness from Allah. That is a renewal of that covenant and that promise that we can make every day. Every single day we can say, Allahumma anta rabbi. Oh Allah, you are my Lord. La ilaha illa ant. There is no God but thee. Khalaqatani wa ana abduk. You've created me and I am your servant. Wa ana ala ahdika wa wa'adika mastata'atu. And I am on your covenant and your promise. What covenant? What promise? The one that we took on Arafah before we even came to this world. And I am on your covenant. Ya Allah, I worship you and you alone. And on your promise that I took with you, that I'm going to obey you and not follow my nafs, my whims and my fancies, my lusts and desires. I seek refuge in thee from the evil that I have perpetrated. I recognize that all favors are from thee. And I recognize my mistakes and my sins. I take ownership of them. So forgive me. For indeed nobody forgives sins but thee. So a human being comes into this world and he has to renew that covenant by acknowledging who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. By saying, Ashadu wa la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But the pinnacle, the pinnacle, the climax, if you like, the ultimate form of tawbah, the ultimate form of acknowledgement is when we again go to Arafah. On the pilgrimage. Remember, we are born, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ And belonging to Allah from mankind. Why, why not from the believers? No, mankind. Because all of mankind were there. All of Bani Adam, all of the children of Adam were on Arafah on that day when Allah SWT unpacked them from their backs. Progeny after progeny, generation after generation. So when we are now then born physically into the world, then Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala He expects us now to go back to Arafah. Those who are able and by the means to do so. Because Allah SWT, Allah doesn't place a burden on a soul that which it cannot bear. That's why we believe even in the ayah, Allah says it. And belonging to Allah, a debt from mankind, in order that he can renew his covenant with Allah for his own benefit, 
وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ Belonging to Allah from mankind is the pilgrimage of the house. For the one who is able and by the means to do so. وَمَنْ كَفَرْ But whoever is ungrateful, whoever disbelieves and shows ingratitude for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free of want. Allah doesn't need their, Allah is not in need of their hajj. Allah is not in need of their covenant. Allah is not in need of their promise. That's why shukr, being a grateful servant of Allah, acknowledging who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, our one almighty creator, cherisher, nourisher, sustainer, manager, controller, owner, and ruler of everything in the heavens and on earth, acknowledging that is, our, is for our own benefit. Whoever shows thanks to Allah, shows thanks for their own benefit. وَمَنْ كَفَرْ But whoever is ungrateful, فَإِنَّ رَبِّ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ My Lord, this is uh, what Allah SWT is narrating about what Nabi Sulaiman said, فَإِنَّ رَبِّ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ said, My Lord is free of want, and He is the most praised. جَلَّ فِي So, we are going home. When we go on Hajj, Hajj Jamil, when we go on pilgrimage, we are going home. Allah SWT has called us to come back. And he made Nabi Ibrahim the suburb for that call. وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ Allah SWT orders Nabi Ibrahim to call the people to come and make the pilgrimage. وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ Because we've all forgotten about that covenant. We've all forgotten about that promise. But Allah is most merciful. He sends reminders. He sends messengers and reminders. وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ Call the pilgrimage. Announce the pilgrimage. The people must come. But at that time, Nabi Ibrahim was kana ummatan. He was the only believer. Who is he going to call? And he's in a remote place. Who's going to hear him? وَأَذِّنْ فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ يَأْتُوكَ الرِّجَالًا وَعَلَى كُلِّ ضَامِرٍ يَأْتِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ فَجٍ عَمِيقٍ لِيَشْهَدُوا مَنَافِعَ لَهُمْ Allah! Allahu Akbar! And sound the pilgrimage. They will come on foot and of, on every means of transport. You know, and as I'm saying this to you, uh, Hajj Jamil, on foot, I'm imagining those uh, Syrian brothers and sisters, oh, yeah, Allah, Allah old Allah. people, women, small children, walking mm. in, in the rain, in the dark, walking, Hajj Jamil, walking. First taking a boat across from Turkey to Lesbos Island, then waiting sometimes up to two weeks for a ferry. Mm to take them across to, uh, to the mainland. Then walking sometimes, some getting buses, some even walking to Macedonia, and then walking from Macedonia to Serbia, and then walking from Serbia to Hungary, and then walking from Hungary to Austria. And you know, for me, the striking thing is, Sheikh, mm. mm. the only possessions in the world was yeah. just the clothes on the back. Allah. Allah. Ya Salaam. Oh. Hajj Jamil, all mm. I can say is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. Allah has power over all things and we Muslims, we must not despair in the mercy of Allah. Allah has a plan. Allah has a plan. And wallahi, we are living in very exciting times. Very sad at the same time because we see the suffering. But Allah has also chosen them for something else. And He chooses from you martyrs. They are granted something that if we had to understand it, we'd all wish for it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has power over all things and He has a special plan.
And we must just put our trust in Him Allah. and keep our heads. We mustn't lose our heads and become extreme on the one side or extreme on the other side. Stick to the middle path of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallam, and be the true ambassadors of Islam. Because I believe that that is what Allah is going to use these refugees and these uh, asylum seekers, these brothers and sisters of us that are fleeing war and persecution. Allah is going to use them like He has used the Somalis, like He has used the Rwandans. Like he has used the, the Afghanis and the Iraqis, so the Syrians now. Allah will take them around the world and they will be the ambassadors of Islam. Is it also not to teach us a lesson yes. who are living here in, yes. you know, as if nothing is yeah. wrong in this world? Yeah. We should be asking ourselves the question are we doing our job? Yeah. Are we doing our job? But the but, other things here, yeah. 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 for, for yeah, interrupting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I look globally yes. at countries that I normally thought were anti us, Yes. Opening up their arms, opening up yes. their doors. Yes. And now they're calling Angela, Angela Merkel, they're calling her Mama Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> and Allah, Allah is the one that Allah controls Allah. the hearts. Yes, Allah. Allah is the one that controls the hearts. You know, and nobody knows the soldiers of Allah except Him. So Allah will use somebody. They won't even know that they're being used for the sake of Allah. Allah. Believer or disbeliever. Subhanallah. So we have to take okay. a break, but uh, it's nice what you say. There are thousands walking, yeah. hundreds and thousands of kilometers walking. Yeah. Yes. It reminds us yeah. of Hajj, our Allah topic this morning. Yes. Back with you after this. Programs of Legion on a Friday, only on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back once more to this morning's edition of Programs of Religion on a Friday. Still with us, Sheikh Hariyad Walls. Sheikh, once more, over to you, sir. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa la amma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ya'tuka rijalan wa ala kulli damirin ya'tina min kulli fajjin ahmiq liyashhadu manafi'a lahum. Salah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us they will come on foot. And I, you know, we might have digressed a little bit there, but you know, we as Muslims, we must be in, in, in touch with what's happening to the Ummah. We are like one body. If one part of that body feels pain, the whole body must feel the pain and the fever with that part of the body. But it just shows that it's not far-fetched to see people walking over vast stretches of land. And this is how people used to come on Hajj. Ibn Battuta in 1325, he literally walked across North Africa. To go and make his hajj. So they will come on foot. And on every... Now, damirin might mean lean camel, but it's any means of transport. Any means of transport. By train, by bus, by boat, by plane. They will come from every distant ravine and valley. Why? Because this is mankind. So when you go to Makkah, and you will see people from countries you've never heard of. Biltistan and Kyrgyzstan and uh, Zhaijang in Turkistan and all colors. All colors of the Allah rainbow. Akbar, yes, Arabs and Turks and blacks and whites and Europeans and South Americans and you know, Indians and Malays and Indonesians and people from Thailand and Australia and Allahu Akbar. Yatina min kulli fajin amik. لِيَشْهَدُوا مَنَافِعَ لَهُمْ 
in order that they might bear witness to the favor of Allah on them. And what is that favor? The favor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made us of the Ummah of Muhammad that he has guided us to the kalima of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah that Allah SWT has, has given us the opportunity to renew our covenant and our promise to him that we all made fi alam al-arwah in the world of the souls when Allah SWT gathered our mother and our father for the first time on the plain of Arafah so we are going home we are going to renew that covenant the call has been made. And when Nabi Ibrahim said, but Ya Allah, how are they going to hear me? How the, how's the message going to get to them? What did Allah SWT say? عَلَيْكَ الْأَذَانِ وَعَلَيْنَ الْبَلَاغِ You give the call, وَعَلَيْنَ الْبَلَاغِ And we will cause it to reach. And it continues to reach people to this very day. And as we, and, and as we receive it, and when we are by the means unable to do so, how do we declare that we are ready? How do we declare that we are now making the journey? Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. Labbaik Allahumma labbaik. Labbaik la sharika laka labbaik. Inna alhamda wa ni'mata laka wal mulk la sharika laka. Here we are Allah. You have called us. Here we are. Here we are Allah. Adsum. Here we are. You have called us, Ya Allah. You have no partner. Meaning we are making this journey. Because Hajj is a journey, Hajj Jamil. Hajj is a journey in this life. A journey to Allah in this life, in preparation for our journey to Allah in the hereafter. There's no other way of describing it. It is a trial run. Why do you think people cry more when a person departs for Hajj than on the day of their death? Because there's this irtibak, there's this qalaq. Am I going to ever see this person again? And then when they get there, Yes, maybe we go for six weeks, some go for five weeks, but let's just take it from the ihram. It's like putting on the kafang. It's like putting on that kafang. We are literally journeying to Allah, not in terms of proximity. The Kaaba is the hadaf, the goal, the physical goal, but the spiritual goal is Allah. Our Qibla is buried because we all look the same. Allah Akbar in ihram, Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's, it's a leveler, it's, it's an equalizer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bringing us all day min kulli fajjin amiq from every distant ravine and valley bringing us as one nation one people to worship one almighty one and only jalla fi ula Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the Kaaba is the symbol of that unity and the talbiyah this labbaik it is like the takbirat the takbira in salah you know we start our salah with takbiratul ihram we raise our hands Allahu akbar we are throwing everything behind us. Our wealth, our loved ones, our houses, our cars, everything. And we're saying, Allahu Akbar min kulli shay. Allah is greater than everyone and everything. And then between every movement and stillness, there is another takbira, Allahu Akbar. Samiyallahu liman hamida, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. What does that do? It helps us focus on why we are making salah. We're making salah for Allah and for Allah alone. Because Allah is greater than everyone and everything. And to Him is due all thanks and all praise. And likewise, when we make the talbiyah, that is the thing that keeps us focused on why we are on this hajj. We're not there for sightseeing or, you know, yes, we, inshallah, we're going to go make ziyarats. Mm. That's fine. We're going to make ziyarats and we're going to stay in the five star and the four star. But that is not the goal of hajj. In fact, a lot of these things are actually distractions of hajj. If you see in the old day, how do people used to make hajj? Nine months oh, they used to spend Allah on the sea. Yes. <laughs> the Karanja and the Pandanus. 
And other people used to walk down from, from Buaka up in District 6, Melilla Kista. You know, that was packed with a, a tinned fish and a bar of sunlight soap and a toilet roll and who knows what. And then they travel by sea. Maybe some of them have never been on the water before. Travel by sea, stop at all these ports in Zanzibar and Aden and up through the Red Sea to Jeddah. And then if people went on Hajj in the 1920s and 1930s, there were no buses. They used to go Bissakadif, a Sukuduf, which is a basket on the back of a camel. And travel for two weeks to Medina, subhanallah, in the heat of the sun and the dust. And they used to stay in Makkah with Sayyid Alawi and Sayyid Shafi and, and simple living, sleeping on the floor with a small little mattress and eating, you know, simple foods, no buffet, no five-course meal, no five-star hotel. But because of that, it was easier for them to attain the goal. That's why I say in those days, Hajj was easier because Hajj means Al-Qasd. Hajj means the goal. Who's the goal? Allah. So through all their difficulties, I remember the, what did the Umin Saka say? That's it, ending what you make every hajj. Sakka, sakka, sabr. Sabr, Because through that sabr, because sabr is the jannah of the dunya. And if you enter the jannah of the dunya, you're guaranteed to enter the jannah of the akhirah. A sabr is iman. Sabr is half of our entire faith. So through all their patience and perseverance, they arrived far quicker and far easier at the goal of drawing closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With us, it starts with a five-star in Medina, and then maybe another five-star in Makkah. <laughs> and then on the first of Dhul-Hijjah, many of us are now going to Aziziyah, which is like uh, maybe uh, one star. And then uh, when we get to, uh, to Mina on the day of, of Tarwiyah, uh, then you can say maybe there's no star. Yeah. It's now uh, in Aziziyah, six people in a room, mm -hmm. unless you could afford a couple room. But certainly the amenities are not the same as in the five or the four-star hotel. And then to Mina, there's now a hundred people in the tent. But you still got a nice mattress and a blanket. Mm. And then from Mina is to Arafah where there's no sides on the tents. And if you arrive there before sunrise, the mosquito wach for you. And it's gefaarlijk by honger. Hulle wach for Bani Adam. Tell for me by the mosquito. And there there's only a few mattresses lying around. So half of us end up lying on the carpet. So now it's minus one star. And then when we get to Musdalifah, Allahu Akbar, we look up and there's two billion stars. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. And Musdalifah. Allah, Zulfa, meaning that now you are the closest that you can become to Allah. Why? Because Allah has stripped you of all the luxuries, of all the distractions of the dunya. Allah has made you sleep on the ground. Maybe a piece of cardboard you're lying on. Maybe nothing. Maybe you're lying on the sand or a piece of concrete. But that Zulfa, having been stripped of all that kibber, like Hajj Jamil says, mm. having been stripped from all that vanity, you know, I... The Ananiya, Ikas, Dayo. Because Al Ujib Abu Al Kibr, vanity is the father of pride. And there is where you see subhanAllah amazing things happening. I was went to go greet uh, some Hujaj uh, in Stellenbosch, and the one uncle was there telling his experience. And he was on Muzdalifa. And how this, this man came up to him and uh, pushed him over. And when he was on the ground, the man put his face close up to his face and said, are you angry? Are you angry now? And he said, no, I'm not angry. And then the man just disappeared into the crowd. And he knew that this was, this was like, you know, I always tell the Hujjaj, you know, you have two itineraries. You have your physical itinerary and you have your spiritual, spiritual itinerary. itinerary. Your physical itinerary, when you're going to leave, what plane you're going to be flying on, what hotel you're going to be living in, 
you know, that you're going to be going to Mina on the day of Tarwiyah, that you're going to be going to um, to Arafah on the day of Wukuf, that you're going to be coming back to Mina to throw Jamar al-Aqaba, you're going to be beat before that on Muzdalifa, and then you're going to go back to Makkah for Tawafali. That is all part of your physical itinerary, and I'm including the rituals in that. The rituals of Hajj, I'm including it in that. But the spiritual itinerary is the unseen one, Hajj Jamil. Because wallahi, if we are impatient people, here at home, Allah is going to test our patience on Hajj. <laughs> if we're a little bit intolerant, or we have no forbearance, or we get a little bit irritable, or a person has got a little bit of uh, billah, mm. we seek refuge in Allah, person got maybe a little bit of racism, or a little bit of discriminatory you know, pride in their hearts, Wallahi, Allah is going to test them to their core. And everybody has their own special itinerary. Special, special itinerary. And Allah gives everybody a chance. And when we get to Arafah on the day of Wukuf, you know, this is the pinnacle. Is our time up, Hazrat Jamil? Uh, Sheikh, we've got about four, three, four minutes. Uh, Abida, Muhammad Dixon on that side will show us where he goes. We be right. on a mental Hajj, Allah, Allah Akbar. Allah. 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 Ya Rab, Ya Rab, Ya Rab. <sighs> uh, just, you know, <laughs> to give you a bit of a pause, yeah. Sheikh, I know it, uh, we yeah. do become emotional. Mm. Um, talking about Mus- Mustalifa and yeah. even on Mina. Mm. I saw, I did a lot of walking around, very inquisitive, especially at me. I went regularly up to the Jamarats to go and ponder a couple Mm. of friends with me, Mm. uh, what transpired there. Mm. But in the daylight, you see, we were in, it might not be four star, but in, you know, foam mattresses and that. But I saw families, and I think now the Syrian people, camping out outside. On a foam mattress, yes. they've got a, a little bit of a towel with two poles, and there's mom and dad. They're not intense, so Allahu Akbar. Yes, That's Allah. why uh, Haz Jamil, our beloved Prophet Sallallahu says, Wallahi lal faqra akhsha alaykum. He says, Wallahi, I don't fear poverty for you. Walakinni akhsha an tuftah alaykum al dunya, but I fear that the dunya will open up for you. Fatunafisuha kama tanafasuha man kana qablakum. And then you will run after it. You'll chase after it like people chased after it before you. Fatuhlikukum kama ahlakatum. And then it will destroy you like it destroyed them. Allah takes us on this journey to strip us at least from our hearts and our minds to strip us of this material wealth. That we mustn't allow it into our hearts. And we must get back to basics. That we must understand what's the greatest favor in life. The favor of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. And we must become better human beings. You know, very often people ask, what is hajj mabururan? What is a, a hajj that is mabrur? And they might be joking, say if he means any mabruni, mabrur. What is mabrur from the word bir? What is bir? Al birru husn al khuluq. Bir, piety, righteousness is good character. And that's why Allah SWT says, فَمَنْ فَرَضَ فِيهِنَّ الْحَجَّ فَلَا رَفَضَ وَلَا فُسُوقَ وَلَا جِدَالَ فِي الْحَجِّ Whoever takes it upon themselves, the obligation of performing that hajj, then no rafath, let there be no vulgarity, obscenity, let there be no transgression, let there be no argumentation. In other words, Allah SWT is helping us to perfect the model code of character. Mm. And who's our example? Rasulullah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, Take from me the observances and the rights and obligations of hajj. We must, we must perform the hajj like the Prophet sallallahu performed it with the best of character. Because ultimately, if we are making salah, paying zakah, fasting, performing hajj, but we're not becoming better human beings. We are still lying and we are still cheating and defrauding and backbiting and being envious. We might have fulfilled the obligation but we haven't benefited from it. Don't we want to benefit from our hajj? Then we need to come back better human beings. When we're standing on that plain of Arafah and beseeching Allah to forgive us for all our sins 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to see his servants in that state. What state is that, uh, Hajj Jamil? Oh, yes. It is a state that is uh, described by our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, Al-Hajj ash'ath aghbar. When uh, Hajj asked me on Arafah one day, uh, one year when I was performing Hajj, he said, um, Sheikh, I've got to spare uh, ihram. I spilled some tea on this one. Can I change it? I said, Haji, mm. our beloved Prophet says Salta that the Hajj, the pilgrim, is disheveled, disheveled and dusty. Mm. Disheveled? It's a fancy English word, but I think the closest word I can think of in Africa is Diyamaka. Diyamaka. It's Diyamaka. I'm not for sick mark that the Ikhram Fasamak word. But um, what do we got? One minute? 40 seconds. 40 seconds, <laughs> inshallah. And Allah SWT looks at the Hujjaj in this state. I mean, we can't even apply deodorant. Allah SWT looks at us in this state. Maybe a lowly physical state, but an incredibly high spiritual state. And he brags to his angels, he says, Ya malaikati, O my angels, unzuru ila ibadi, look at my servants. Atawni shu'adha ghubara. They have come to me dis disheveled and dusty. Ushidukum anni qad ghafartu lahum. I take you as my witnesses that I have forgiven them all. And how do they leave Arafah? How do they leave that place? Man Whoever performs Hajj without any obscenity, without any transgression. In other words, whoever performs a Hajj Maburura, a Hajj of good character. They will leave Arafah because Al Hajj Arafah. Hajj is Arafah. They will leave Arafah like the day when their mothers gave birth to them. And then Hajj is the first day of the rest of our lives. Then we have to go to Muzdalifa and draw ever closer to Allah and then go through the Jamarat al-Aqaba making a solemn resolution that we're not going to listen to shaitan anymore. Then we have to go to that, that Kaaba, make the tawaf, in other words, into the flow of Allah. And then the last thing, Hajj Jamil, the last thing to make that sa'i. And what is, what is symbolic about the sa'i? You know, those ibinas was jelly. The ibinas was jelly, but we have to go on because you've got to complete it. Uh, that is so symbolic of the, how we have to live the Hajj out for the rest of our lives. Oh, Mankind will not attain except that which they make effort for and they will see the fruits of their labor. Oh, In other words, to keep up that Hajj, we have to try hard. We have to make a lot of effort. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant all our hujjaj hajj maburura sa'yan mashkura wa dhamban makhura wa amalan salihan maqabula wa tijaratan lan tabur ya nur nur ya alima ma fi sudur akhrijna ya Allah akhrijna ya Allah akhrijna ya Allah min al-zulumati lan nur May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also ease the pain and suffering of Muslims all over the world ya Allah li kulli al-mustadafin al-mazlumin fi kulli makan ya Rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad al-Nabi al-Ummi وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين شيخ شكرا once more for taking us on this journey of حج الله أكبر أشكر شكرا very much to you and I say to you السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته well it was شيخ رياض وولز إمام of the Stephen Road Masjid in Claymont